Hey everyone, welcome back to Film Talk, a podcast where two gals talk film, television, and everything in between the reels. I'm your host, Eliana Melendez, and I'm joined here today by my ever so lovely co-host, Miss Josie Melendez. Josie, how are you on this fine day? Hello. <laughs> I'm excited. Are you excited? This is a Tired, far... but excited. <laughs> I mean mood. This is going to be a far more fun episode than the last one. <laughs> I'd like to think we're in a better mood. <laughs> For a moment, I was like, "What was the last one?" <laughs> the last of us. It happened. It happened. It happened to me. Uh, it happened to me again today, where someone was talking about like, um, Guardians of like, um, Disney has released a lot of things since Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Three, and I'm like, "Oh my god, right? That was a thing." <laughs> I I genuinely like I try to block it out of my head, and then it comes back because I see like. I went to box lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went to a box lunch for the first time this yesterday. weekend. They're cute. Yeah. It's a bougie hot topic. Yeah, uh, we were trying to find Miguel O'Hara stuff because I really want to find Miguel O'Hara stuff because I'm excited for Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> we're excited for Oscar um, Isaac <laughs> as Miguel O'Hara. <laughs> Miguel O'Hara. Uh, yeah. And um, there were Funkos and everything, but nothing with uh, Spider-Man. 2099. I gotta check on my my end then, just in case. I didn't see um, I didn't see anything Spider Verse related in, we, in Hot Topic were, or Box Lunch. So we went to Box Lunch and Hot Topic, and they had this is for all you people trying to find the the, the good stuff. Um, Everyone's Google. There's already there's already Spider Verse merch at Box Lunch and Hot Topic, but again, um, we didn't find any Funkos or any Funko keychains of Miguel O'Hara. There were shirts, but there weren't giving yeah it tends to be like that huh and you know what strange i like funko is usually pretty good at releasing their stuff early especially like i was able to get my dungeons and dragons funko i have doric and i got mm-hmm. her at hot topic about two weeks before the movie came out and i had yeah, all the characters and i said marvel I'm here. like the marvel funko's got delayed so that's why that was a hassle for the longest time mm. but everything else has been they've been pretty good on time yeah they've been relevantly like close to release yeah recently it was mostly like those marvel stuff because the whole phase thing shifted so whatever that was that was yesterday this is today that was yesterday this is today uh actually let's talk about what disney is actually releasing this week which we is the Little Mermaid, the live action adaptation. Spe- speaking of, Box Lunch had the cutest Little Mermaid shirt with um not sponsored. Yeah, so Chloe Halley's Little Mermaid, but they were also like um not Chloe Halley. Wow, wow, Halle I was gonna say <laughs> I was, I've been <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, peace. I've been listening, I've been listening to Ungodly Hour and Repeat recently because I was like, this is how I'm celebrating release Fair. week. Fair. It's it's such a banging album, but anyways, um, Halle Bailey, uh, they have Halle Bailey's Little Mermaid merch it's cute. available right now, but they also have like um new drawings of the original Little Mermaid, and they they're like all together, so it's it's cute, lovely. So yeah, we are going to be talking about the <sighs> I hate wee to wee say ha-ha. the wee wee ha ha <laughs> the much you know talked about since the casting live action adaptation of another classic Disney princess mm-hmm. tale the little mermaid and starring Halle bailey and i oh jonah i forgot his last name oh my god jonah Hart's king howard king jonah howard king thank you so jonah howard king Halle bailey melissa mccarthy 
Harry and Rodan. <laughs> Duffy Diggs. Duffy Diggs. And Anguavina. <laughs> so, pretty good cast for the most part. Um, originally, Lin-Manuel Miranda then got cut. Axed. Axed. Cut out from the fricassee. <laughs> and yeah, there's been a lot of talk about this movie and a lot of it very racist. A lot mm-hmm. of it very inappropriate. Some of it, there are, there have been valid concerns about the live action adaptation necessity of it all. You know, Disney mm-hmm. cash grabbing, you know, for the hills right now. That's a valid criticism. And I see you and I, it's, you know, it may continue to be true. However, I think we come with good titans, I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. is initial thoughts it's very charming <laughs> it's hella charming and it's definitely not it doesn't feel it feels like a movie you know like it doesn't <laughs> feel like a soulless cash grab like the no. previous live action adaptations they don't feel like super icky in just of its existence like there's actual mm-hmm. like thought and care that's put into it that you can tell especially with the actors and their characterizations it's just mm. it does not reinvent the wheel but the additions that it does make were really good i'm very spot on there are so many things that are internal not to spoil that add to like they fix a lot of plot holes that you didn't realize existed in the first one yeah so i love that aspect of it Yeah, I think it actually sought to enrich the story in Mm -hmm. a way that made sense and that actually added to it without overstuffing it. I will say... So much substance. There is a lot of substance to it. I will say it still could have been a little shorter. I think I still... Oh, yeah, I felt the runtime. I felt that runtime. I think if they were to improve upon this, like learn from this movie and continue going on a forward progression scale here with their live action adaptations um there's they're definitely on the right track in terms of why make a live live action Mm -hmm. adaptation of such a classic story and i think it is nice to have when it is like you're saying actually adding substance to it actually enriching it and making it Mm -hmm. something that still kind of actually feels fresh um without like super duper depending exclusively on the nostalgia of it all um because there were a lot of things that actually surprised me and i thought were really like good surprises and they made sense i really actually do like the new songs and how it was very much a musical there are a lot of aspects of it that made me so happy because i thought halfway through wow i haven't seen a good movie musical in a hot minute. And mm-hmm. this is serving theatrical cinematic adaptation vibes, which probably doesn't even make sense, but <laughs> it really was whimsical in the right ways in my mm-hmm. in my opinion, and I mean that as in it is trying to ground itself in quote unquote reality. Um what if mermaids were real, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera without being too overly dark gritty you know mm-hmm. Zack snydery you feel me 
Yeah, there was a good balance in tone. I loved what they added with the lore. Like, um, at the beginning, the sailors are talking about mermaids and how they'll lure you to your death, which obviously reminds you of, like, the Odyssey and sirens and Greek mythology, etc., etc., and what we know about the negative side of mermaids um, and the whole superstition of sailors. And then with um, Eric's mom... And the belief of like the sea gods, which takes us back to the Caribbean folklore and this movie being set in the Caribbean this time explicitly and not explicitly because you can tell it is in the Caribbean and the essence of it is there with the music and the instruments and just everything in general. And also they're talking the about setting. colonies. Yeah, and they're talking about colonies and that they're in an island. So clearly you're thinking like, for me, it felt more like British Virgin Islands, but obviously they were probably trying to go for Jamaica. Mm-hmm considering the background of like sebastian's accent so they probably wanted to even it out so it wasn't just this little crab speaking with an accent mm-hmm. so i i love that added aspect um to the musical numbers or the musical aspect that you were mentioning i really enjoyed i was reading up that originally there was supposed to be a song at the beginning mm. called the daughters of Triton, and it was going to be all the daughters singing which would have given them more screen time which would have been great because i did feel they were underutilized and I know it's not their story, but I mean, they look so gorgeous. <laughs> I wish they we could have gotten more so of them. They were so fine. Yeah. But um, so that song was going to open, relatively open the movie. And then they decided to go with the realistic aspects of nature, etc. And I love that they used the Hans Christian Andersen quote. Oh, yeah. But they decided not to do that. So that the first time you would hear a song, it would be part of your world and it would hit you. And I thought that was a really great decision. I think so too, and there was some. This was something I was very fortunate enough to go to a screening for this film, and I took my partner. And something that he and I were kind of raving about and discussing was the fact that there was like this element of, if there was going to be a reality that they were going to root the story in, it was rooting it with nature, and and how like nature is its own magical whimsy in and of itself and i really liked that i thought it it just really made it easier to to immerse yourself in the story without feeling like this was super out of place it just there are a lot of decisions that made sense and like you said i would have loved like that whole i didn't know about the daughters of trident um opening sequence that would have been really cute i re- really would love to see that maybe in like a deleted scene but i actually don't think i would have been as impressed in the beginning had that happened Mm -hmm. versus these gorgeous shots of the waves just kind of whimsically and yet ominously crashing Mm -hmm. across the screen and as we get that Helen christian anderson quote on about the mermaid and her uh, the tears that she cannot shed <laughs> which really hit i just thought you know they went for a more dramatic approach to it which i didn't mm-hmm. expect for a disney live ad- live action adaptation mm-hmm. so that really kind of set my expectations right then and there mm-hmm. it opened like that and i was like wait somebody saw portrait of a lady on fire here what's up <laughs> what's fucking good Man, bro <laughs> i love this movie i, I didn't like, expect to I'm... love this movie as much as i did i really didn't no, my expectations are pretty. I was excited. I was getting excited for. I was it excited time, for her as the time kept approaching for the film because I wanted to be wowed, but I didn't have any expectations over it. Excited, no expectations. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really good way to go in. Um, 
but I love it. And I'm also a slut for the ocean. <laughs> I, dude, so this movie started, I was like, and I was this... like, this girl, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> These underwater shots, she is vibrating in her seat. I love underwater shots. So you're giving me a movie that's entirely like underwater. I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so nice. And you know what? I, I had this recurring thought throughout the whole movie. The trailers don't do it justice. A lot of the no, time. No, I feel like they were trying to hold back, so I forgive their fault in that aspect because I loved being surprised. And Disney Me sometimes too. can tend to give away too much in the trailers. Not like Netflix. Nobody can beat Netflix with that. <laughs> Netflix gives you the entire film in like two minutes. Yeah. But um, I could see them trying to hold back on this because there were so many aspects. Like the land scenes especially, we didn't get to see that much of that. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed being able to experience that for the first time. It was really nice to be so pleasantly surprised with so and much of it. And the world building was so good. <laughs> the world building, the lore. I... um. I don't want to spoil it, obviously, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think you wouldn't be able to spoil a movie that's already been made. But I don't know. There's just like so there is an expansion on the story that gives mm-hmm. you more context. And it kind of it, it really adds to the conflict. Why are you covering your face? What's going on? What's going on? Because <laughs> I just remembered my reaction with a cameo in the film. <laughs> there was a very good cameo. <laughs> This very good cameo in this movie that I really liked. But it's not like a, oh my god, post-end credit scene cameo. Like, no, it's just a very, no, it's a really it's nice cute. cameo. It's It's wholesome. very subtle. Um, I mean, it doesn't push the story forward, but it has to do with what's happening cute. in the scene. It's perfect for the sequence. It's cute. It's not forced. It was just chef's kiss. It was nice. There is, I think, a running theme with this movie is that the people behind it definitely felt passionate about the story. They definitely actually liked what they were, the material they were working with and they wanted to do it justice and even try to make it better. And I think for the most part, they did. I just kept thinking of Lamanuel Miranda because I kept wondering what he was going to do with the music. Mm -hmm. And I think the only one I can think of right now that was original like a new one was Uncharted Waters. And I freaking love that banger. Dude, I think Uncharted Waters came on and I immediately thought, oh my God, this is Josie Core. This is. I like, loved it. I my love man's, it. I was, my man is dying. in his himbo era. He's in his simp era and I'm living for it. Jonah Howard King, you king. Like he really said, I'm See. going to embody a Disney freaking prince. And he did. Mm-hmm. He served. I loved it. I know that a lot of people were finding it cheesy and unnecessary. Mira, personally, I enjoyed it because I love a good Prince ballad. I love when we get those. Um, specifically, agony. I love <laughs> agony. <kidding>. I love. <laughs> Eske, I loved Evermore and Beauty and the Beast. Now, I don't think right. the Beauty and the Beast live action retelling was the best one we've gotten. It's no. not bad, but it could have been better. Could now, been that great. being said, Evermore, especially Josh Groban's version, I love that song. I will play it on repeat nonstop because Josh Groban is a musical god. Mm-hmm. So when he started singing, it just reminded me of that. <laughs> so it's already something I enjoy. And I know that when we walked out, a lot of other people, other critics that were at my screening, they also enjoyed it. 
So there's definitely going to be an audience for this. Some people might not buy it, but I thought it was a good addition because I liked that we were able to see inside the head of the prince because usually it's just the princess. And here we got even more inside the head of the princess, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. But I loved getting that other side because you can clearly see that the pining is mutual. Exactly. And add more death to them. Now that being said, sidebar, because my mind, my mind, guys, keep up. <laughs> um, going from Uncharted Waters, this dude is confirmed to be like, what, 21? And I'm like, how old is she? Well, that's what I, you know what? I had the same fucking thought. Now let's Because no some, one ever said anything. Pero, and I'm like, gocha, wait, gocha, so. Gocha, gocha. Pero, wait, 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 uh-huh. wait. Hold up, hold up. Catch my, you know, investigation skills. Okay, so he's just turned 21, right? And spoiler alert, sort of ish. Um, Ursula, villain, has been, you know, kind of outcast for 15 years. Right? Right? Okay. We're here with me. And I'm like, if they th- these fucking people made Ariel 15, <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. However, however, then one of the Merce sisters was like, oh, you were just, and this is not really a spoiler because it's in the original movie. You were just so young when your mom died and this and this and that. So Ariel was already like, let's say four or five years old. Let's say ish. The, from the way that they were saying things when Ursula was cast out. So sh- they're probably about the same age. I felt in a minimum at a minimum because I know that in the original, she was a teenager. 100%. At a minimum, I felt like in this one, I love how we got so serious about this, but it kept going in my head when I, because when they said 21, I'm like, excuse me, how old is this, is this woman? But you know, it's valid. I know. I think at a minimum, 18. 100%. I think she's like probably 18, 19. Um, Definitely not 16. I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. No, she's not underage. I don't know no. what the what the law under the sea is. The law under the sea is, is that that boy is trouble. It's a, it's a lawless land. Jesus, but yeah, you, but you know what? My mind was there too. You know what? I feel because we all hear twenty one. No, I remember we were talking about it afterwards, and I was like, "Is no one else thinking it?" Because I just heard twenty one immediately. <laughs> immediately, I went boop boop boop. <laughs> No, I can say it. For real. I was like, hello, 911. What's your emergency? Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. Um, But you know what? But at least those little details without being like stupidly explicit, like, hey, dad, I'm legal to vote now. You know, like. Either way, they had lovely chemistry. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think my favorite part, people get excited, kiss the girl. Kiss the girl is so I started crying. Phenomenal. There were a lot of times throughout the movie where I wanted to cry, but I was watching this with people I had just met for the first time in person. I was like, they know me from Twitter, but I want them to think I'm cool. <laughs> Says the, I'm, I will. says the lady who would wipe her <laughs> snotty tears at Cannes yeah. in the French movie. <laughs> ha, I trust have you. Have confidence. But that's I what trust I'm saying. You. That's what I'm nah, saying. Have some confidence. Nah. Okay, React. that's more. 
that's more the Leo and me or whatever. I don't like crying in front of people. I don't like okay. people seeing me. But I don't but like no one's people looking seeing at you me vulnerable. The movie. But no one's looking Anyways, at you. Anyways, whenever I made a huge gesture, they would laugh. And I'm like, I am expressive. Either way, I didn't want to mm. cry in front of an audience. But, um... <laughs> Again, I'm a Leo. I've practiced my tears. <laughs> and there is always someone watching, even if it's God. Um, <laughs> oh my God, you're going to make here. me throw up. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to entertain. Anyways, so the um, there were various moments where my eyes teared up. But I was like, I will not cry in public. God damn it. Um, but Kiss the Girl happened. And I just got emotional and I just, I let tears run free because it was just such a nice sight because it's literally, I know we don't want carbon copies, but it is literally the animated version, but translated so well onto the screen as a live action and it didn't seem kooky. It didn't seem um, stupid for lack of a better word, because you know how a lot of people criticize Lion King for having a lack of expression, etc. I thought they handled the charm of that scene that has that cartoonish aspect in the animated version so wonderfully, yet mm-hmm. realistically, yet appropriately, in the live action version. And going back this, to why guys, I make we're going, not sponsored. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'll admit it. I'm a Disney chill from time to time. It's my part time job. I never clock in more than thirty hours a week. But um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because in that scene when he looks at her when he realizes he wants to kiss her the emotion on that guy's face yo (laughs) and i get it (laughs) once again jonah howard king like okay we're gonna talk Mm -hmm. about Halle bailey in a second here but i have to give my man's credit Mm -hmm. he's very good he was sweet you could tell that he was a humble kid that um was thrust into this life of royalty that he didn't expect Because he wasn't born into it. He just came upon it. And I love that they did that. Because in the original film, he was like a prince by birth. I could be wrong. But I remember back in the Tumblr days. I have to rewatch the original movie, guys. But I remember back in the Tumblr days when Frozen came out. Remember that theory Mm -hmm. that Prince Eric and his parents were from basically from they were like cousins they were from like you know the netherlands that area that that northern region where like the frozen characters are from and they're basically like prince eric uh was like cousins with anna and elsa and they were on a shipwreck and there was in the frozen movies a shipwreck that happened and i believe the theory was is that prince eric was in that sh- one of those shipwrecks and then still ended up like adopted on this island or adopted into by this other family but i'm pretty sure prince eric was still adopted i could be super fucking wrong i just remember this from my tumblr days you you i see you googling it now <laughs> yes. Uh, Am despite I wrong? being of royalty, Eric is an accomplished mariner who is often seen partaking in various duties. Mm-hmm, That's all mm-hmm. it says. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it was like hinted that his parents died. Like I feel like his parents died in a shipwreck. And that's why his, his adoptive in the original film. Mm. I don't know. It just made sense to me. 
After seeing I love how Disney again. Wiki has abilities, expert sailor, expert swimmer, dancer, singer, swordsman. <laughs> I gotta have my own wiki. <laughs> Give him a Juilliard degree while you're at it. Honestly. He's basically like give him a Juilliard degree flow like Disney did with uh Troy Bolton getting into Juilliard by having a hair flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Anyways. I like it. Either way, I loved everything that they did with this character. He was he was charming. And they're really the heart and soul of this film, especially Halle 100%. Bailey. 100%. And I think moving on she is to the Halle best. Bailey. She, she is the best, like, hands down out of all the princess adaptations. She is the best iteration of a live action princess. She Just everything about her. And of course, this could also come from like her personality as a person, as a person, a personality as a person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she comes off very genuinely. But it's just how effortlessly she is like a Disney princess, the way that she talks, her cadence, her Mm -hmm. the way she carries herself and with such she is Ariel. She is Ariel because she carries herself with such stubbornness, yet curiosity and beauty and an adventurous spirit. I just really, I believed it from the first second she was on screen. Her reveal on screen was so wonderful. And I genuinely felt like she brought something so exciting to the role even aside, like it doesn't, apart from her incredible singing voice, like she's a wonderful, fantastic, phenomenal singer. Even aside from that, I thought like her her performance was really what cinched the deal for me because mm-hmm. I actually loved watching her on screen even when she wasn't singing. And I don't think anybody else could have done that. I genuinely think this was a perfect, perfect casting. Oh, yeah. And if you have an issue with it, I'm sorry to say you gotta have you got some soul searching to do, hun. Yeah, I love that she was literally the first person that went to like that they saw at the audition and then they were like yeah because it's true it's not gonna get better than that no if they hadn't chosen her they would have been big dum-dums dum-dums indeed and i just don't think that the movie would have shined as much as it did now with her at the realm speaking of big dum-dums uh the characters uh the animal characters specifically oh boy um they all look soulless in their posters (laughs) They do. But they really I will do. say the love. I adopted Flounder. He is my child. And if anyone hurts him, I will murder everyone. He's I want him really Flounder. sweet. And it was literally, listen, I'm, I still felt the same way I did about the animation of the character. But Jacob Tremblay, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay's voice acting as freaking Flounder was so sweet. Like I felt, I jump so many times when the shark attack happens. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I was like, save was my it. boy, save my boy. No, I really like how they had us on the edge of our seats for shit that we knew was gonna end up all right, but it was mm-hmm. still riveting. <laughs> I was still yeah. engaged. It's one of those films that just sucks you in. There were so many moments where I had little jump scares because I was so invested, and then like there's one moment where she's going into Ursula cave, Ursula's cave as she does in the film, in the animated version. And then one of the little geysers like erupts, and I jumped in my seat because I was like, "What the?" 
Yeah. Um, I can't so imagine this shit to in 40X. Be, yeah, it was so easy to be immersed in this film. Um, really quick before we jump into Ursula, obviously. Um, David Diggs as Sebastian the Crab. I really liked it. I thought he did a great job. He was definitely one of the standouts of the film, and a lot of people are praising his performance for a good reason, because it was genuinely a very good performance. Now, I will say, um, yeah, there was something that we started talking about after the screening that has stayed with me, where he was the comedic relief, and a lot of people were laughing at a lot of his scenes. But then you start to wonder if they were laughing because it was funny or because of his accent. And that bothered me. I get it because it is like that character already has an accent in the first movie. So I'm not saying he shouldn't have had an accent. But I'm like, if you're already... The whole thing about these live action iterations is fixing things. That's what they want to do. They want to improve in the material to make it more adequate for the time. Blah, 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 blah. Why are you still keeping the accent? But then they tried to even it out by having more people have the accent. So you can assume that maybe this is set in Jamaica, even though to me it felt like the British Virgin Islands. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, um, They're trying to be like, oh, remember, we're in the Caribbean Sea, so let's yeah, do something that specify. white people think sounds Caribbean. So I'm like, I'm not claiming it purely as a Caribbean film, but let me tell you also when we got out of the screening, like... We were all like, someone was like, I'm waving my Haitian flag after this film. And then another person oh. was like, I'm waving my Jamaican flag. So it was like four yeah. of us were Puerto Rican, Haitian descent. Um, there was Jamaican and there was Dominican. So all of us were out of the screening, like Caribbean yeah. love over here. It does but, have a lot of Caribbean influence, even like musically. Yeah, but there is a flaw in not being specific. 100%. Yeah. It's, you know, hinting at Caribbean mm. influence. And we know because we're actually Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our, our general American audience is going to really know. Not really. It really yeah. wouldn't have hurt to have continued to just, you know, you don't have to add a lot. Just be more specific with the folklore. We're already mentioning sea gods, perhaps, mm-hmm. you know kind of adapt the Caribbean folklore that already exists around sea gods. You yeah. already mentioned Triton. You already mentioned, uh, you know, they added like this aspect of the coral moon, which I thought was going to have a little bit more to it. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. There was just some things that kind of got left behind. Yeah. But the focus on such a good, good romance and a, and a good adaptation kind of makes up for those shortcomings. Um, so once again, Definitely has a lot of good. It's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. but wow, I was definitely impressed for a yeah. lot of so, it. So that was my biggest quarrel with David Diggs. Either way, I enjoyed his scenes because everyone, I feel for him. <laughs> Whenever yeah! he just mumbled to himself, I'm like, I'm right there with you, man. I'm so sorry you're going through this. <laughs> Sebastian's um, a, li- a relatable character, always has been, always yeah. will be. Always will be. Um, Scuttle was, okay, I... I'm going to say my piece. I didn't mm. mind it because Scuttle isn't supposed, like, Scuttle is supposed to be annoying. Scuttle is a doofus. So I thought it fit Aquafina. Way better in this film. I just rewatched Ryan the Last Dragon today. Um, Happy AAPI Heritage Month. And Aquafina as a dragon is not a good fit. Kind of brings the movie down. Yep. But Aquafina at Scuttle, I didn't mind. Because for me, it was barely there. 
Right. Until. <laughs> Scuttlebutt. <laughs> There's, okay, for you guys that don't know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is, you know, he's part of the we'll project. Always, yeah, we'll always squeeze in. He'll always squeeze song. in some rap. And it was really off-putting to me. It was so yeah. out of place. It was cringe. It is. It is. I didn't have fun with it. I'm sorry. It, is. it took me out. It took it me is. out. So I didn't mind. <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. Because for I me, love that for you. I was confused. I'm like, this feels out of place considering everything that we've had so far and how serious this film has been coming off in tone. Yeah. Um, but then David Diggs starts rapping and I'm like, ah, there it is. <laughs> They're like, we can't have David Diggs, one of the fastest rappers in Broadway history, and not have him do something. And even when th- when that started happening, okay, I saw this movie in 3D. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I wanted to jump. I really did. I was jumping off the deck. I really did. I took my 3D glasses off and everything just to make it stop as if that would help. I don't know. I- it took me out. If you guys enjoyed it, you know what? More power to you all. It took me out. I didn't like it. Even if, even though it was David Diggs, I don't think it really actually saved it. It was just strange. It was odd. Felt, felt like just, just shameless promo. That was like the most promo-y like bit of the movie for me. But aside from, because then it goes from that back, to, jumping right back into a pretty serious like build up to the climax mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, because it was a nice little cushion for the heartbreak <laughs> that was coming around the corner. I suppose, I suppose, but you know, still, 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 good movie. I do think, despite like I felt the runtime, yet yeah. I feel like the third act somehow. Was a little rushed, or am I crazy? Mm-hmm. The third act felt rushed. I feel like because there's so some... there, listen. This isn't a spoiler because you've seen the original. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, there's only so much you can do once they find out that she's actually a mermaid. One hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, wow. Still, I don't know. It was really good what we did get. I mm-hmm. was living for it. I'm not gonna spoil it because that was really impressive. But I don't oh, know. Yeah, the third act was great. <laughs> Third act was good. No complaints. I just feel like it was rushed. Except for the finale. The finale was very, like, cookie cutter. Yeah. Too, yeah. too, too perfect. I'm like, okay. Anyways. Anyways, the rest of the movie was good. And now this is just kind of like, I felt like they were kind of giving up. They were like, okay, this is as far as Disney will let us go in having original cinema. Oh, and let's talk about the hand shots. Let's talk about the Josie core ass, like, hand shots throughout the film that definitely added that layer of romance and intimacy between the characters, the pining between both of them. And not even like, not just romantically between both of them, like Ariel's pining for the surface world. Mm -hmm. Just wonderful, heartbreaking, delicious. Once again, there was actual like a shred of thought and creativity that went into this. And I think it is definitely worth a watch they also gave them journeys they were ultimately parallel and they were marrying each other which i really liked because it showed that these two people at least have something in common and maybe their relationship will last (laughs) 
there was yeah you know what i did notice that because you know what usually the the, these whole like classically the Mm -hmm. disney princess to marriage pipeline is very not compatible it's just kind of Mm -hmm. it's sucky quite honestly and we were all just kind of you know aware of that we accepted that truly but here there was an effort to let us know hey these are actually like people who low-key kind of meant for each other Mm -hmm. because very similar journeys very similar wanderlust you Mm -hmm. know spirits they had very similar dreams and i think i don't know i give them i mean Ariel was, or still is, I don't know, was, is like the only Disney princess to have a kid. Yes, like, she is the only mother. <laughs> she is the only mother. And you know what? She mother mother. is mothering. Mother is mothering. And I liked their, I just, I really liked how healthy the portrayal of their relationship was to me. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. It wasn't like a overnight, <laughs> let's get married because I thought you were cute. You know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that. There was actual chemistry and compatibility and love, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just a, oh, what's the word? It wasn't just a fixation because Mm -hmm. Ariel kind of, of course, is a very immature, you know, sheltered character. Mm -hmm. Naturally, she's going to have that initial fixation because, oh, my God, human. Oh, my God, guy. Super cute. Yada, yada. And then she starts to mature she starts to flourish she starts to explore um as well as prince eric and especially because i think here, it worked out her fixation is because she hears him talking not simply because she sees him and she's like oh cute here they actually put words to his mouth that resonate with how she's feeling inside mm-hmm. so it's and, like oh someone out there that feels like me and might understand me mm-hmm. and like she was trying to tell her father who's empathetic kind caring like the she was really falling in love with genuine traits um that people should look for i think in a partner and mm-hmm. you know not to get super like couples therapy here but <laughs> <laughs> but i think at least for the kids for the kids out there these days i think having a a, a bit of a healthier portrayal of love and falling in love mm-hmm. um without being obviously you know, you can be really in your face about this. Yes. Uh, it was subtle. I felt natural. Like today during lunch, we were talking about how a lot of people, okay, y'all might have seen it already because a lot of critics have been talking about it. I'm sorry. This is how you're finding out. But during Poor Unfortunate Souls, they took out a line about body language. And a lot of people were upset about that. But then sure. if you think about it. While it's fun in the cartoon, there is a positive side to taking it out because the entire like the entire thing that you're leading young femmes specifically to believe is that all they need to catch the attention of a man is the way they look. That is how right. a lot of us were raised, even if it were either ironic or unironic. A lot of people do grow up with that idea in their head. That, like, people... Obviously, it's changed since we were younger. But that was literally how it was before. Like, people don't care what you have to say. Like, nobody likes a girl with a big brain. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. No thoughts, just vibes and titties. Yeah. So it's nice that... Like, you didn't have to take it out. It's not harmful on a grand scale. Like, we could talk about this all day. Like, you know, the damage that it could do to 
a young person's psyche. But, um, it doesn't add or take anything away from the scene, so I didn't mind it not being there. Neither did I, quite honestly. I think the essence and gusto of Poor Unfortunate Souls and Melissa McCarthy performing as Ursula in Poor Unfortunate Souls more than made up for it. I didn't even notice it missing until like I saw mm-hmm. like on Twitter afterwards, like, oh my God, it's missing. And I'm like, oh, you know, you know what she I- was so good in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about it. I really You didn't. know what I noticed immediately? What? The lyrics in Kiss the Girl changing. Really? What change? Because Kiss the Girl, for me, has always felt a little rapey. Mm. Okay. And here, they specified ask her. Like, they specified consent this right. time around. I right. can't remember the lyric change, like, specifically the lyrics that changed. But when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, Sebastian is suggesting to him that he should ask her, hey, like, can I kiss you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. ah! I don't, you know what? <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't know. I, just, what, I think it's been so long since I've heard Kiss the Girl. I used to play the Disney station on Pandora all the time. And as I went, as I grew up, whenever I listened to Kiss the Girl, I would be like, as we've prioritize consent as a society i started realizing that the lyrics of this song didn't match with how we were evolving as a society when it comes to consensual relationships and i was like huh interesting how are they going to handle this in the live action and i couldn't remember specifically the lyrics of the old song but i immediately knew like oh something's changed here Mm. Yeah, it just felt very sweet and very genuine. Once again, not smiling too much, but the way that Sebastian, especially as a character, handled that and was just using, like he even said, it's like, oh, using the power of suggestion with the sound of nature. And it was so funny. It was so cute and just genuinely like trying to accomplish the mission in a wholesome, healthy way. Sebastian, what you laughing about? <laughs> Sebastian is so good in this movie. I died. I like I love put him. my I put my head between my knees because I doubled over laughing when he's in a conch shell and she picks it up and he just goes, "Hey, girl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, there's there's a lot of good moments in this movie. I'm excited, guys. If there's anything you're gonna get from this, is that it's fun. It's fun. You're it's gonna have a good time. I'm seeing fun. it again. I'm seeing it again this week. I want to see it again, too. Will you wait for me? Yes. Okay, let's go see it I'll again. see it for a third time. Oh. Stop <laughs> I got tickets for this week. There's nothing I can do. Cause, oh, um, bueno. That's fine. I, That's okay. Yes. Aiko, Aiko H. Bright from Twitter hasn't seen it. Uh, they're staying oh. with us, so we're going to see it this week. Ah, bueno. But Are you going to see it in seeing it again? IMAX? No. It's <laughs> really good. You know what? And I'm going to say this. If you are a fan of 3D or perhaps are a little skeptical of 3D but you liked the 3D on Avatar uh, Way of Water the 3D for Little Mermaid is really freaking good it's really crisp it didn't make me dizzy it didn't take me out of it I really liked it I was very surprised (laughs) I have glasses too but have you seen the new 3D glasses they're like they're like scuba diving goggles they're huge I know that when I went to see Avatar, they hooked onto my glasses. Like, they held on because they were thick enough. 
that they held on to the my actual glasses so that was okay but anyways um real quick before we go because i feel like this has gone on longer and i hope that the people that have stayed with us thank you um <laughs> and melissa, thank you. McCarthy, melissa mccarthy was good i thought she was phenomenal i have no notes quite, mm-hmm. quite honestly i think she's really good um she, she embodied the character she was funny i think her singing voice was very impressive as well mm-hmm. I, it just gave um the right yeah. amount of like you know singing chops without losing yeah. personality she kept the personality to the character while she when was she was singing i just wanted to all i kept thinking was i would love to see her audition tape hmm. that would be fun maybe they'll upload it to disney plus this movie's probably gonna be on disney plus like in the you know after june probably it's already being advertised on disney plus like you can click on it but it just says it's gonna be in theaters so yeah. either way they're prepping <laughs> Yeah, but I do feel like it is, and I guess I'll, I'll close this kind of like my final thoughts on it. I feel like though it is a live action adaptation, it does have a very Disney classic quality to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And in, in its own right, that I think makes it worth the watch. It is just endlessly charming. It has a very carefully um, thought out cast. It's a, it's wonderfully musical and it's romantic and it has just such good chemistry, not only between the two like romantic interests, but between most of the main characters. I think they all bounce off of each other really well. Halle Bailey, a Marvel. Uh, what was the word that you used? A revelation. <laughs> a revelation. No, a Halle revelation. Bailey. Halle Bailey is a revelation. She is the heart and soul of this film, accompanied by wonderful performance by a cast all around. It is mm-hmm. a wonderful addition to the story, while still honoring the original. It is a treat. Go watch it. <laughs> Go watch it. And I did get a question in the replies to my initial reaction. Is it something that fans and non-fans alike will enjoy? If you don't like Disney musicals, don't watch it. (laughs) If you're not a Disney fan, or if you're not a fan of Little Mermaid, don't watch it. (laughs) Because it's a Little Mermaid movie. It remains a Little Mm. Mermaid, Disney princess, musical film. And if you don't already vibe with that, there really is not anything else that's going to convince you to like this one but if you are a fan even if you are a fan who's been on the fence about it because mm-hmm. it's very a valid criticism of we already have an animated film why do we need a live action mm-hmm. adaptation still a valid criticism however i think there is something to be gained from this that is worth giving it a chance i can genuinely recommend it we 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 ha ha we we ha ha where can i find you miss josie you can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can find me at Captain Melendez on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, big shout out to the box lunch employees that I met the other night <laughs> before watching this movie. Um, I don't remember you guys' names, but you were super sweet. And I was letting them know um, what you thought of the movie because they were like, I hope it's good. Yes, uh... I let them know what you thought. I was like, I'm watching it tomorrow. And they were like, oh, my God, let us know. <laughs> just pass by the store and give us a nod <laughs> to let us know if it's good so here i am letting you know it's freaking great go watch it um 
Definitely also subscribe to Film Talk here on YouTube. Turn on the notifications bell to be notified every time we upload an episode. If you aren't watching us or listening on YouTube, you can also follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. And I hope Film Talk is one of them. Um, yeah, check it out. Stay tuned. Comment below if you already saw it, what you thought, if you're looking forward to it. And definitely take advantage. Take the whole family. Go alone. Take a date. Have fun. Have fun with it. Don't. Yeah, I'm not drinking the haterade on this one, guys. I'm really not. No. Que viva el Caribe. Que viva el Caribe. Have a que lovely viva. day. Bye.